This program is presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website, cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV. We hope you enjoy the following presentation. Welcome to the April installment of Community Focus, brought to you by the friends of MCTV. I'm your host, John McPeak. Every month, this program features news about upcoming activities in the greater Midland area. This month, our guests include folks from Howard's Friend Bike Ride, the Great Lakes Loons, and the Midland Reads Poetry event. Joining us today to lead off our program is Shelley Shaner, the force behind Howard's Friend Bike Ride. Welcome to Community Focus, Shelley. Thank you, John. Why did you initiate the bike ride? Well, Dad and I biked for a lot of years. Um, the story goes, when he turned 60, he called all five of his children and he asked us to bike across Michigan. And mm -hmm. uh, only a couple of us showed up, and the next year I was the only one foolish enough to come back. So for 19 years, Dad and I biked the rail trails, raised money for the rail trails. Actually, we biked the Pierre Marquette Trail for, oh, there I go. For Pierre Marquette Trail for the first time, right after they pulled up the ties, and we biked on the ballast from Clare to Midland on one of those first Michiganders. Um, so it's in my father's honor mm -hmm. uh, for all the things he's done for the trail. So your father was Howard Shaner or Putter. So tell us about your father. Well, my dad um, has been very active in the community. He started out uh, owning Sanford Lake Bar and Grill. Mm -hmm. Then he was Jerome Township supervisor and assessor, went on to be a Midland County um, commissioner. And you could see him riding his recumbent back and forth from Sanford Lake to the county building. Um, he was also involved, well, actually, my mother was the first one involved in the Parks and Rec, but he was the master of ceremonies with Mr. Gersacker when they dedicated the first paved three miles that went from the Tridge out to yeah, about three miles out. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which road at this time, but so uh, it was the logical choice to be here to, in his honor. And so he was a big supporter of all of those things. Uh community-wide. Absolutely. So a brief history of Howard's friend bike ride. Well, what happened was my father got a very aggressive cancer, and we were over at Mayo Clinic, and he said, I want to bike 80 miles for my 80th birthday. And this was September. His birthday would have been in December, and I just get, oh, Dad, you can't bike in December. So I got out my phone, and we put, oh, your birthday's the 27th. Let's do it April 27th. And I put it in my phone, and I forgot about it. After my father passed away, um, I found the date in my calendar and I called up a couple friends and said, anybody up for 80 miles? So we probably had about 80 of us uh, that biked the first year and only about a half a dozen of us because it was cold and you know went mm -hmm. all the way the 80 miles. Then we found 80 miles was way too much for a lot of people and we shortened it to a metric century or 62 miles from Midland to Clare. Mm -hmm. And then the second year, uh, we gave the money to the friends of the Pierre Marquette um, Rail Trail. So they said, well, we could help you. So I said, I'll take the help. 
and so it's grown ever since. Last year we had 275 riders. So, and last year, 2018, was your seventh annual? Or this is my seventh. Or this will be the seventh. This will be the seventh annual. Um, and in the first six years, we've raised $20,000 for the rail trail, which I'm very proud of. We've worked on a lot of projects. Uh, uh, donated to uh, help purchase the crack sealer. Mm -hmm. uh, just donated to the new Emerson Park addition uh, they're doing. We bought the wind socks that you'll see up in North Bradley and and uh, Coleman, Sanford, bike rack and and Claire. Mm -hmm. We did uh, Coleman actually. I'm sorry, not Claire. Um, so the solar system, we participated in, in some of the solar system that runs from North Bradley to, to Coleman. So this isn't a competitive race, per se. it's a family friendly, so you're not racing against other people, you're racing against your own, uh, you know, how far you want to ride. You don't have to ride all the way to Clare, you can, it's an out and back from, and this year, where are you starting from? Well, you're absolutely right. First off, it's not a race. Um, we're starting from Emerson Park. We were starting at the Tridge, but with uh, the M20 uh, mm -hmm. road work, we've been starting at Emerson Park and worked out really great last year. Uh, shortens the distance a little bit, but we have people that go out three miles. We have people that go to Sanford and back. That's a nice 15-mile round trip. Um, and like I said, clear and back is the is the big one. Uh, some people don't even make a decision until they see what the weather looks like. Sure. So you'll be starting at Emerson. What time? And the, the date again is April. April 27th. 27th. It's the last Saturday in April. Uh, registration is from 7:30 to 8:30. Uh, Jim and Marcia Stamas are kind enough to breakfast for us, so we have a nice continental breakfast, a uh, few little goodies. Um, and then uh, we start out about 8.30. We have a blessing of the bikes. The um, uh, St. John's, uh, John's Church comes over and does the blessing of the mm -hmm. bikes. And uh, then uh, you'd head out to Sanford, Sanford Lake Bar and Grill, Grills Hot Dogs and, and, and everything in Sanford. We have a nice little pavilion that was dedicated to my dad. Uh, Coleman uh, Auto and Bike does another stop up in Coleman, and the Clare Chamber does lunch, and then you hit everything coming back again if you go that far. And the cost to enter the ride, Shelley? The cost is $25 and includes this great uh, long sleeve microfiber shirt mm -hmm. um, and all the goodies, and lots of fun and friends. Um, and uh, a few surprises along the way. And as I understand it, helmets are mandatory. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I personally don't believe anybody should put their butt, butt on a bike seat without a helmet on their head. And the best way now to contact you or to get more information, Shelley, on any of the things that we've talked about here? Um, Howard's Friends, BikeRide.com, and just a cute, quick story about that. I always rode with my dad with a little fanny tag that said Howard's daughter. Mm -hmm. And one of his friends said, I want a fanny tag that said Howard's friend. So everybody gets a fanny tag that said Howard's friend. So it's Howard's with an S, friend, BikeRide.com. And the phone number would be my personal number, 586-215-2225. Um, you can fill out the forms online. You can call me. We'll figure it out one way or another. Okay. Hopefully for good weather and the end of April. No wind, please. Well, Shelley, thank you for appearing on Community Focus and bringing us up to date on Howard's friend bike ride. Our next guest is from the Great Lakes Loons to tell us what is new for the 2019 season at Dow Diamond.
This is Community Focus, a presentation of the Friends of MCTV. Our guest in this second segment is Matt DeVries, the Assistant General Manager, Marketing and Communications for the Great Lakes Loons. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Matt, what can the Great Lake what can Great Lakes Loons fans look forward to in the 2019 season? Well, we're excited to have baseball back in Midland. It's the 13th season of Loons baseball at the ballpark, and uh, when construction was happening in 2006, you know, we were going right up until opening day, mm -hmm. so it was it was nice to kind of get that first year under our belt, and then, believe it or not, it's already year 13 for us, and we're excited to try and reinvent uh, what we've been doing for the first 12 years. You know, there are things that our fans have come to know and expect, and having uh, the Dollar Family Feast Nights and all the fireworks shows that we have, we have 13 of those again this year. Mm -hmm. uh, those are kind of staples that fans have come to know and expect, but we also wanted to kind of take a look at what we can improve on and do better on, and so um, we have some brand new weekly specials that you and I are going to talk about a little bit, and those are exciting, but we also wanted to make sure fans are getting the right entertainment at the ballpark when they come to games as well. So we tried to, to put a lot of time and effort and thought into what we wanted to do in that route, and so we think there's a nice balance of you know a lot of the giveaways that fans love, mm -hmm. a lot of our weekly specials, but then some really fun entertainment too. And you obviously can't start the season without a home opener. When's That's the right. home opener? Opening day is April 6th. And the, the nice part about it this year is uh, the last couple of years, fans have kind of expected opening day on Thursday. This year, opening day is going to be on Saturday, which is really cool. So uh, you don't have to try and get out of work early or pick the kids up from school and come right to the ballpark. It'll be on the weekend. Uh, game's going to be at 4.05, so a nice afternoon game at the ballpark to kick off the season. The, the guys are going to be on the bus to Ohio for a couple of days, and then and they're going to come back home, and Saturday should be a nice, uh, warm, hopefully, a day at the ballpark and a nice way to kick off the season. Now, if the day isn't particularly warm, if it's maybe even a little brisk, shall yeah. we say, uh, what kind of provisions have you made for the comfort of the fans? We aren't naive to the fact that it is Michigan, and it is going to be uh, maybe a little bit chilly. At least that's what previous years have told us. So uh, we decided to try and make it a little more comfortable for fans at the ballpark mm -hmm. when they come for opening day. So. Um, if you've been to the ballpark uh, for maybe one of our previous events or during the non-baseball season, we have these glass doors that are mechanically operated and they can enclose the concourse completely. So it could be 28 degrees outside and it'll be 65 and sunny inside. So uh, we like to do that now in the, in the month of April for our fans. And maybe you want to sit outside for 20 minutes, you can go do that. And if you get a little chilly, you can come inside and, and mm -hmm. sit in the warmth as well. So it's a nice feature. It's a unique feature that not many teams in professional baseball have um, were unique in that regard so uh, we want to use it to our full benefit and make sure fans can stay warm even in uh, in the cold times. Sure. Now you mentioned briefly the everyday specials that you have during the course of the season. Do you want to quickly run through those? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it starts on, on Monday and in previous years our weekly specials maybe didn't pick up until Wednesday so we're going Monday to Sunday this year mm -hmm. and it's going to be military Mondays. All active duty military uh, can eat a meal for free at the ballpark on every single Monday home game. Um, on Tuesdays, it'll be two for Tuesdays, so maybe a two for $10 option at the concession stand or a buy one, get one option in the loon loft. So there'll be different sales mm -hmm. and offers for, for folks on Tuesdays. Uh, hump Day Happy Hour is a, is a popular uh, option. You get $2.50 drafts uh, at the ballpark, and everyone loves the Great Lakes Camels, what we introduced last year. Mm -hmm. So Rally Camel, kind of get the spotlight on Wednesdays. Dollar Family Feast Nights are presented by Chemical Bank, and it's great. You know, Dollar Hot Dog. 
dogs, chips, drinks, ice cream sandwiches. It's an affordable night um, for, for families when they come to the ballpark. Feel Good Fridays is what's going to be another new one for us along with Military Mondays and Midland Center for the Arts came on board and really helped us out with that. Um, so we'll have live music and drink specials on Fridays. Um, Celebration Saturdays is uh, going to involve downtown. We want to try and get the downtown businesses involved and mm -hmm. get people to kind of support the local community. And then Sunday Fun Day. Uh, kids can run the bases and uh, they can eat free as well. So there's a different, something different for everyone depending on the day of the week. And we hope uh, it, one of them, if not multiple, uh, start to pique the interest for our fans. Great. You uh, have a celebrity series again this yes, year. Yes. And a uh, uh, few names there of people that uh, are your fans might recognize? Yeah, so MidMichigan Health has been a longtime sponsor of ours and they've helped us in previous years maybe bring some of those former Red Wings out to the ballpark. Uh, we had the um, Gridiron Great Series um, with the Detroit Lions players in previous years. So this year we went the celebrity route. Everyone loves to watch their favorite TV show or their favorite movie. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of pulled on the, the strings of, of longtime TV fans and uh, fans of uh, Kevin Malone from The Office or Jerry Gergit from Parks and Recreation, even Al Borland from Home Improvement way back in, in the in the mm -hmm. 90s. Um, we're going to have a couple of those those folks visit as well. Um, a specialty character from the movie Field of Dreams will be at the ballpark as well. So um, if you're a fan of TV or, or baseball movies, those are going to be a couple of the nights in the Celebrity Series you want to take note of. Well, what does the team leadership look like in this season? Yeah, so uh, at the at the the ballpark, uh, Paul Barbeau was our longtime uh, president and general mm -hmm. manager, and he left last year um, after a, a great run of 12 years, and was on to, to a new challenge for him here in the community with the Dow Chemical Company. So uh, coming into this year, Brad Tammen is going to be our new president and general manager at the Loons, and uh, Brad's been involved with with professional sports and minor league baseball specifically for almost 25 years. So he brings a wealth of experience, um, and and our our leadership team team with Scott Lytle as well as still in place at the at the ball club as well so we think we've got some great new leadership and I'm sure Brad's gonna come with some new ideas and, and new ways that can only uh, make us a, a better organization and have a, a wider impact here in the community and a new announcer yeah new announcer as well Chris Fosters was with us for a couple years and um, at, he's transitioning from the radio now to television so you might see his long blonde hair on TV once in a while now but uh, Brad Tunney He's going to be joined by Blake Froling in the radio booth mm -hmm. this year. Uh, Blake's a, a Michigan guy, uh, grew up down in the greater Detroit area, a Michigan State graduate, um, and then went up to the Upper Peninsula and ran his own radio station up there for a little while before joining us in September. So it's exciting to have Brad and Blake in the booth together. They've done a little bit of work here in the winter during the basketball season, mm -hmm. and, and now they'll get a full season of baseball under their belts. How about the on-field leadership? Your manager and coaches, are they... Uh, no names to the local fans? Yeah, John Shoemaker is going to be back as our manager. We'll have a new pitching coach, hitting coach, and assistant coach, but John Shoemaker will be back, um, and he's on the cusp of winning his 300th game as Loon's manager. He's sitting at 299 right now, so we'd like that to happen maybe on opening day for us, which would be great, sure. but uh, John Shoemaker, he's great um, with, the, with the community, and, and he's affectionately known as Shoe to just about everybody in the community, um, so he's going to be back, and uh, he's made it known to 
into the Los Angeles Dodgers that he loves working in Midland. He was here, if people remember, mm -hmm. a few years ago, 2009, 2010, and then came back last year in 2018. And I think he, if he had it his way, he'd be here to stay for the rest of his career. Well, where can a fan purchase tickets or find more information about the Great Lakes Loons? You have a website, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Loons.com has all the information. Um, a couple specialty ticket packages are on sale for the season if you want to try and look to get some bang for your buck. Our single game tickets are on sale right now, so mm -hmm. you can pick and choose whatever games you want to come to. We'd love to see you for opening day. Uh, you can also visit us. You know, we're right there in downtown Midland um, at the ballpark. You can't miss us if you're driving down Buttle Street at Dow Diamond, or you can call us 989-837-BALL. There's a multitude of ways to get a hold of us. And the box office is open Monday through Friday? Yep, 9 to 5. 9 to 5, yep, nine to five normal business hours. The team store, we call it the Loon Loft. If mm -hmm. you want to get some, some apparel or things, that's open 10 to 5 as well. So you can stop by Monday through Friday. And I presume the Loon Loft is open every game? Yes, game, yeah, so. open every game. Yeah. And uh, gates usually open about an hour before first pitch. And, um, you know, for some of those April games when they're at 6.05, gates will open at 5. Well, thank you, Matt, for that update on the exciting Great Lakes Loons thank 2019 you. season. In our next segment, we'll learn when and where Midland reads poetry. For this final segment of Community Focus, presented by the Friends of MCTV, we welcome Cheryl and Larry Levy, the organizer of the Midland Reads Poetry event. Welcome to Community Focus. Thank you, Jen. Nice to be here. Larry, what are your plans for Sunday afternoon, April 7th? <laughs> Our plans for Sunday afternoon, April 7th, will be from 1.30 to 3.30 in the afternoon to kind of host the Midland Reads Poetry event for the fourth year in a row. Um, and, uh, and hope we have a good turnout at Creative 360. Well, tell us about this event, Midland Reads Poetry. Uh, okay, well, it began uh, with a remark, an offhand remark by a friend of ours that she not only did not read poetry, she did not like poetry, and that kind of stunned me. And I thought, uh, I think there are probably a lot of people who have an interest in poetry. And uh, a Midlander, no longer a Midlander, but at the time, Andy Christ, a poet, had organized something right here at the library, in fact, where he had invited people from all walks of life, people of different ages and, mm -hmm. and employments and so on, and uh, had people come in and read a poem and videotaped it and put it on local television. And then Andy moved away, and it seemed like such a great event that we thought we would keep it going. So uh, we moved it over to Creative 360, and um, and as I say, this will be the fourth year in a row. And it's going. in April because April is? April is the International Poetry Month, and one of the largest art celebrations in the world, and this is our, our Midland contribution to that. And so it's uh, poets reading their own poetry? Is it people reading other, po other poetry? Yeah. How is, uh, uh, yes and yes. Yeah. That's what's so great about it is, yeah. is there are people that are published poets, like Jim Chrisman will be reading this year, but a lot of people are just fans of poetry. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorites was a, a woman who was in her 80s who went to school in the time when you had to memorize long poems. 
and she recited Little Orphan Annie from memory. She had her copy of the book with her just mm -hmm. to show it. But mm -hmm. it, everybody was loved it yeah. because she could still remember that poem. And she'll be coming back this year. I just heard from her, Betty Van Ochten, who has uh, been very, very active in the Tri-Cities and beyond in, in poetry circles. Uh, and her comment to me on email was, uh, although I'm not from Midland, would I be able to participate? And I said, there is always a space for Betty Van Ochten to take part, um, I, especially after last year when she just absolutely stunned the audience by reciting mm -hmm. this very long poem from memory. So she was a treat. Well, and people uh, are, you register people for this, pre-register that you know who's coming and how yeah. long the, the, the poetry is, or do they, people just show up in like a poetry slam, or what is, how it's, does it uh, I, I want to be sure that we do have a program, and I, I really want to be sure that we've got some variety. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, I've let it be known through Creative 360's advertising that here's my email, Here's my Facebook page. We do advertise there, uh, and um, and then people contact me and they say, uh, "Gee, I'd like to read a poem." One of the surprises we've had, I think, is that people who have said they're interested, um, not particularly known as a poet, and I tell them, "You know, you just pick a favorite poem is what you can do," mm -hmm. and then they'll write back and say, "Could I read something I've written myself?" I say, "Sure, why not?" So, for example, uh, Sherry Marks, a retired uh, elementary school teacher, who was a little nervous to do this at first uh, and was hesitant as to which poem to choose, finally said to me she had written a poem about Ernie Harwell, the great mm -hmm. Tiger broadcaster, uh, which she read, and it was, it was very well done. So I think um, that got Sherry going. number of people who were reluctant and hesitant to get up at first in front of people and do this found that it, it was uh, rewarding. And they're some of the first to call back and say, mm -hmm. can I do it again, can I do it again? Sure. And some folks who, as I say, were not known as poets have consistently now said, uh, uh, I'd like to read one of my own. And so the program will be made up of people reading poems uh, that are written by other people, in some cases well-known people. Uh, Langston Hughes, for example, this coming uh, April 7th uh, will be read aloud by Ernie Carter, who's well-known in this area, mm -hmm. a retired teacher also. And, um, and we've uh, invited, as you know, we are very active in Peanut Gallery, and our our actors in Peanut Gallery mm -hmm. love to perform anything. So over the years, we've had Peanut Gallery alumni come and perform poetry or share a favorite poem of theirs, and uh, in one case, memorized a fairly long poem. Mm -hmm. Again, because it gives them experience in public speaking, and, sure. and they, they enjoy that. So the age range is, is very nice. It's yeah. all sizes, shapes, ages, just sharing a yeah. love of, of being involved with poetry. Yeah, so this year, for example, uh, Betty Van Ochten, who I think is in her 80s, will be probably the oldest reader. And the youngest will be uh, ninth grader Alexandria Brissett, who we met, you know, well, Cheryl met her when she was uh, much younger than when I met her. You know, I met her when she was a fourth grader. She's now a ninth grader. And um, she and Emma Miller uh, from Midland High will be reciting poems. And uh, it's good to have 
all that range, sure. everybody in between. Now, you have pretty much a program set, so it's a little late for me to register for Casey at the bat and with, yeah. <laughs> with props, but uh, yeah. <laughs> costumes too, yeah, of course. Get the word out that this is going to be yeah. a poetry reading and for folks to come and enjoy. In, in the past, we have had people show up not understanding that pre-registering and getting mm -hmm. into the program was important and we have found time for them we found a spot for them things work out uh, last year uh, two young men came over from sasa mm -hmm. and they had their poems in their handheld rather than on paper or in a book uh, and they they came in and they said look we didn't sign up but we've you know we were wondering if there's any place for us in the program and uh, I said, let's talk at intermission. Let's see how it goes. And at intermission, I said, sure. <laughs> you drove all the way over here from Saginaw. The least we can do is find a spot for you. And we did. And um, so these two high school guys didn't just read. I think they were used to maybe more the poetry slam. It was more performed mm -hmm. and uh, with gusto. And uh, it, was, it was good to be able to do that. It'll be a little trickier this year because we do have 20 people signed up. Mm -hmm. And... Um, while some of the poems may be fairly short, uh, if you showed up and said, I'd like to do Casey at the Bat with props, we might have trouble squeezing that in. But you know what, John? I'm not going to say no. If you show up and want to do Casey at the Bat, uh, we'll find a spot for you. Hey, now the pressure's on me. Yeah. And, and I'm always on deck uh, to read, and I usually read something written by my favorite poet, Mr. Larry Levy. Mm -hmm. So, but this year um, there is a, a man, Mr. Tian, who writes in Chinese, and I'm going to read the English translation of his poem, and it's beautiful. Yeah. So, now, do you have an admission charge or uh, do you accept is, donations? Or this is you? free and open to the public. Uh, Cheryl and I make a donation to Creative 360, uh, so because we believe in Creative 360 generally, and then we just want people to just come. Uh, there will be some refreshments served during a brief intermission, uh, and we're hoping people can just sit at the round tables that Creative 360 put out, meet some people, enjoy the readings, which uh, they certainly do, and want to do it again, want to keep it going. So again, a reminder of when and where? Uh, it'll be Sunday, April 7th. Uh, it'll start promptly at 1.30, so you probably want to get there about 1 o'clock. Um, I would say it'll end promptly at 3.30, but maybe we'll go a little long. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it could happen that way. And um, at Creative 360. At Creative 360, yeah. And where can folks get more detailed information? You have a Facebook uh, presence? or uh, There is a faith Facebook presence, Midland Reads Poetry. Uh, my email is available uh, through Creative 360 or on that Facebook page. It's lowercase Lawrence Levy at delta.edu. Lawrence with a W. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence with a W. Yeah. So that was how I heard from these people who are interested in reading. Might say a word about some of the people coming to read for the first time. Briefly. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, well, Steve Griffin, mm -hmm. who is known as a an outdoor journalist, a very successful outdoor journalist with several books to his name, was one of the first to contact me and uh, I did not know he wrote poetry, but uh, he's going to read one of his own. And uh, Mary Gilbert, who's well known as a vocalist, uh, a voice trainer, and now a social worker, uh, has decided she wanted to read a poetry uh, poem. Larry Butcher, uh, well known as an art professor at Delta and an artist, a very successful one, also a great 
fan of poetry and reader of poetry has agreed to do this. Um, and two people known for their political activity, Joni Brausch mm -hmm. and Sarah Schultz, oh. have, uh, have both agreed to um, uh, read. And I think everyone else is someone who is actually returning uh, from one of the previous Midland Reads poetries because uh, they, they just want to do it again. Well, Cheryl, Larry, thank you for joining us telling us about Midland Reads poetry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad that you joined us for the April installment of Community Focus. We've learned about some useful, informative, and educational activities that we can all look forward to in Midland in the coming weeks. The Community Focus program is just one of the many activities of the Friends of MCTV, activities that continually support and promote our local cable access television station. To join Friends of MCTV or learn more about our organization, you can like us on Facebook, email us at friendsofmctv at gmail.com, or call or visit the MCTV studio in the lower level of the Grace A. Dow Memorial Library. If your club or nonprofit organization would like to join us at this table in the months to come, you can find our application online at MCTV section of the city website, or you can visit MCTV in person to submit an application. We'd love to see you on Community Focus. presented by a community producer through Midland Community Television. The City of Midland and MCTV are not responsible for the content of the program. The views presented do not necessarily represent those of the City of Midland or MCTV. If you would like to produce your own program, contact MCTV at 837-3474 or access our website cityofmidlandmi.gov slash MCTV.